Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Where we talk about the ins and outs of our favorite fictional universes. I'm Sadie. I'm Adam. And today that's close oh, enough. Yeah, I did good. You did good. Very, look, like you got it basically first try. There, <laughs> there is evidence in the end card that Andrew t- takes multiple takes for this. <laughs> so yeah, you did it pretty well. Oh, yeah. and what's our, what are we talking about today? Uh, today we were talking about Suzume, the new Makoto Shinkai film that just came out. Yeah, we went and saw it in theaters. Um, I, was, I thought it might be funny if we just never addressed it, but no, I think we should. Yeah. Um, so, hey, you might have noticed that uh, my usual co-host, Andrew, is not here. Well, if you heard last episode, you know why, but he's on vacation currently, uh, and he won't be back for a little while, so we're recording this episode in his absence. So, my girlfriend Sadie is here yeah, so you to fill me. in. Woo! Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, but yeah, we're talking Suzume, the the new kind of um, Ogoto Shinkai film. Yeah. It came out in 2022, if I'm not mistaken, right? Really? I don't know. Oh. When I looked it up, it said it was a 2022 film. So uh, I could be wrong on that, but... Yeah, I just got an ad for that. Yeah, we just... Weekend. And we ju- it's in theaters. I don't know if they put it back into theaters, but... Yeah, from what I read, it was like a 2022 film. Yeah, it is a 2022 film. That's strange. Maybe it came out in Japan in 2022. It might have. So I don't, look, I'm not a big anime guy, so I'm not sure. But yeah, we just saw it. And uh, it was pretty good. Yeah, all for, for what it's worth, it actually got me a little like, oh. Yeah, no, there were some points in it that I was like, yeah, getting a little sad. There was um, a funny kind of interaction. Oh, spoilers, by the way. Oh, tons of spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this might be a movie that's already been out for like a year. And if that's the case, um, you had a chance. Eat shit, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but also, hey, spoilers. So if you want to go in with no spoilers, don't listen to this. But uh, so, yeah, we um, we were going to watch this movie. You asked me to watch this movie with you. Yeah. And uh, you had saw a trailer that was, like, like very serious and very... Uh, well, it wasn't, like, serious. It was just the cat uh, talking. That's right, that's right. It was, the whole trailer was... Cat, the um 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 daijin centric the cat and um everyone was like oh my god did that cat just talk whoa and i was like oh my god adam this movie's about a talking cat let's watch this movie it'll be great and um 
I, I was a little confused. I was like, oh, wow, that sounds cool. Um, but she had named the director, of which I'm somewhat familiar with. And I was like, "Is that? does this have anything to do with that trailer I saw a while ago, probably back in 2022, um, about a guy who gets turned into a chair? And uh, we were at a little bit of an impasse because Sadie said that that sounded ridiculous because it does. I was like, I saw one where it was about a talking cat. I What the fuck does a chair have to do? And I was like, I don't know. I just remember hearing a thing that it was like the director of Your Name made a movie about an anime guy. He turns into a chair. <laughs> Three-legged chair. Three, yeah, I didn't know that at the time. I just thought it was yeah. a chair. But um, we went and saw it. And yeah, it is about a guy who gets, well... <laughs> It's actually about a lot of stuff. Him turning into a chair is kind of a superfluous bit of it. But, um... So, yeah, it went from me thinking that it was about a talking cat, Adam then showing me that it was indeed about a guy who turned into a chair, which greatly confused me. And then when we went to go see it, it opened on a little girl walking in a dilapidated Yeah, like a, town. Like a destroyed, yeah. disheveled town, overgrown with plants and in the middle of like a snowstorm and it was like calling out for her mom yeah it was it was really really dark for and and i said this in the theater i was like this is really dark for a movie about a guy who is a chair (laughs) um so yeah we'll get into it uh so the the basic plot kind of revolves around two characters really um the main character suzume from whom the movie gets its name and uh, the guy who I can only think of as Chair, I forget his real Sota. 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 Um, so yeah, Sota is what is known as a closer, which I'm sure sounds better in Japanese and doesn't make me think of when Gary Oh, <laughs> um, or Glenn Ross. Uh, so he his job is to go around Japan and close gateways to the afterlife, because if he doesn't, an evil quasi dragon like worm will come out and destroy shit. Like, uh, I guess this thing is like the embodiment of earthquakes or something. No, or I causes? think it's I think it's just causes disasters by its nature. Okay. Earthquakes being one of like it's it is doing its own thing, but because it's so big and uncareful, its very nature causes disasters. Okay, okay. okay. Um, I don't think it's like that's like it's what it's trying to do. I think it's just a destructive creature, like a toddler. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he goes around closing these doorways, which look like um, doors that go to nowhere in the many, many forgotten, dilapidated areas of Japan that apparently there just are. There are so many areas in this movie where it's like, yeah, this is an abandoned middle school or amusement park yeah, or like a whole a whole town. A whole town that got wiped up in a landslide. It's a lot. And like no one has the money to fix to fix it. them or yeah, I don't know. It was crazy. It was like, how are there this many fucked up doors in Japan? <laughs> but there are. Uh, but yeah, he he crosses paths with her. Uh, she gets a crush on him almost instantly. Yeah, because he's a I guess. By anime standards, it's hard to tell because they all kind of look like anime people to me. But uh, by anime standards, he's a real smoke show. Yeah, he's a real he's a real hottie. <laughs> um, I guess according to the movie, uh, and she gets she gets a crush on him like instantly and is like uh, goes to go find him because she told him where the nearest bit of fucked up 
dilapidated structures are. Which were very vague, by the way. He said, where are the ruins? Yeah. And she went, uh, by the mountains. Yeah, she went, like, uh, down this road by the mountains. And it's like, but this whole thing is the mountains. <laughs> what do you mean? But, yeah, so she goes back to follow him. She comes across this doorway and unknowingly releases a Then uh, she leaves, goes back to school, and earthquakes start happening, and that's when we get into the like the the inciting incident. Oh shit, we gotta go close this door and find the keystone, which is a cat. Uh, and that cat goes. Uh, it seems to have like a. It, it seems quite evil at the beginning. It seems yeah. it's got like a child's voice, and it, it feels very malicious yeah. in its intent. Uh, especially when it seemingly turns uh, the main guy into a chair. Yeah, he, um, Suzume feeds him, and uh, the cat, who is later known as Daijin, is like, oh, I like you, um, and then turns to Soda, and is like, fuck you, I guess, and uh, turns him into Suzume's childhood chair. Yeah, like has... this little fuck, the fucked up chair from her fucked up town yeah. that she was wandering around at the beginning of. Yeah. So now he's a chair. Uh, yeah, he's a he's a animated chair who can talk, move quite fast, in fact, um, and do basically everything he used to, except eat. <laughs> there were many parts in the movie where, like, he's booking it and he's jumping on shit. He can jump and, far. Yeah, there were many times where Adam was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> he's got so much movement." <laughs> like, why would I want to be in this flesh prison? But, but I can just book it as a chair. So yeah, they gotta go close these doors, lock them with their ceremonial key, while also trying to catch this cat to turn it back into the keystone. Yeah. That it, that makes up the kind of major plot, and it's kind of a travel story, where they go up Japan, and uh, they end at around Tokyo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what did you think of the movie? Um, I wasn't expecting it to be so, like, emotionally charged. There, there was, like, a, a part at the end where... I kind of got that tightening in my heart. Yeah. But I was like, ugh. There's, there's a bit towards the very end, and, and again, spoilers, very end of the movie, where um, Suzume, uh, they go into the, the afterlife, with the, what they call the um, ever after, where it is explicitly said that all time coexists there. Uh, and she finds herself as a child who had been wandering looking for her mom in the ever after. Uh, and she is the one that she sees at the beginning, the woman, the mysterious woman we see, yeah. uh, hands her back the chair, and it's a very touching moment where uh, the child, the whoever voice acts the child, I think another child, but maybe not, um, does a very good job. Yeah. They're, the, the way they're, they're asking for their mom is very sad. Yeah. It reminded me um, of a movie that I saw a while ago about kind of the same thing. Um, so I was like, oh my god. And then it made me really sad. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, uh, the movie is a, a, is a stable time loop, as they call it. Where the the events uh, do involve time travel, but they always do. Bill and Ted rules, <laughs> not Back to the Future rules. I love Bill and Ted. It's one of my favorite films. Uh, um, but yeah, uh, I think the voice acting in this movie is very good. Yeah, I, we went to go see the English dub of it, and yeah. not not to not to be one of those guys. Uh, don't don't make fun of me. I prefer um, subbed anime just because I like the way it sounds. Sure. Um, but uh, this dub was actually really really good. 
Like, I genuinely I agree, thought yeah. it was really good. Um, the reason we saw it dubbed, even though uh, Sadie prefers sub, is on my account. Uh, see, I'm dyslexic, <laughs> uh, and I find it difficult to pay attention to the plot of a film while also trying to read the subtitles yeah. that are um, giving me a headache yeah. down at the bottom. Not to say that I never look at stuff with subtitles, but I just, if I can't avoid it, I will. And yeah, it's like, it's not going to be the worst thing in the world. Right. And the dub was actually really good. It was really good. The main guy was, what, Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Josh Keaton is the main guy. He's chair. Uh, and he is the voice of Spider-Man in the spectacular Spider-Man. A lot of people's favorite Spider-Man. Yeah. With uh, the only real contender against him being... The one from the PS4 game, yeah, uh, um, Yuri Lowenthal, who is also Ben, ben 10. 10, yeah, uh, old Ben 10, not no, ben, ben 10, 10 Alien Force, yeah, Alien Force, yeah. Ultimate Alien. My uh, favorite season of the bunch, Alien Force or Ultimate Alien? Uh, Alien Force. Alien Force is, I like the original probably the most, just because it's the most um, kind of core to what Ben 10 is. Right. Yeah. But I really like Alien Force. And story-wise, it's probably my favorite, because it's written by Dwayne McDuffie, who is a, uh, he's passed away since, but he was a prolific and one of the great comic book writers of his age. He uh, essentially invented Static Shock. Uh, he founded Milestone, which is a black-owned and operated uh, comic book company that did all-black heroes, basically. That's where we got uh, hardware. Rocket, Icon, um, and I really like Miles and uh, They more recently, and by recently I mean like 2011, uh, were bought and incorporated into the main DC universe, so they're no longer their own separate thing. Okay. But, um, yeah, he wrote a lot of uh, Alien Force and then some of Ultimate Alien. I, I really like his nice. writing. You guys want to hear more about Ben 10? Go check out uh, Amy versus Ben 10 episode. Yeah, it's like I think it's like the third yeah. episode or fourth episode we did. We're on like what episode uh, 100 something? Yeah, we're on a this will be a, what 105. Yeah, scroll all the way down, and if you guys love Ben 10, go check that out. Yeah, Andrew's got strong opinions about Ben 10. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, so Josh Keaton was in this, uh, the other main character, Susan May, is voiced by... Oh, is it Nicole Sakura? I don't know what her first name, but I remember Sakura. Nicole. She's apparently on, um, Superstore? Yeah, Superstore. But I've never watched I've, it, but I've, I've heard also, it's funny. I've also never watched Superstore. Also heard it was funny. Um, and then, uh, one of the, um... People that they cross path with is voiced by May from uh, Turning Red. Yeah, that was eating at me the entire time. Where Chica was her the name. character's name. Yeah, was when she was on screen, I was like, I know that voice. I don't know where though. And then I was like, Oh my god, that's May Lynn from Turning Red. And right. I'm a big animation fan, so I, so I, I, I just have that in my back pocket. It was cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's the other kind of real plot to this movie. Like, nominally, it's about closing those doors, but that's only, like, the slight action-y moments in between the long moments of travel, mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of this movie is sort of the the kindness of strangers. Oh, yeah, just a bunch of, uh, namely women, yes. um, helping Suzume and Chairboy um, out on their journey, who, like, um, 
they do a lot for them. Like a crazy amount. They're know? very hospitable. Uh, Chica, uh, I think, was like a, a produce I don't. Yeah, I don't know, because she worked for her parents. Like that, they are best friends for the rest of their yeah. lives. Chica's like, come stay at my house. I'll Here's give you some new clothes. Here's some food, home-cooked meal. We made you food. You can sleep here. Uh, you can have my clothes. <laughs> Uh, also, you're my friend. The only payment I need is for you to say you promise you'll come visit me. Um, yeah, I, it's very nice. This movie yeah. uh, is very nice for the most part. Yeah. Um, even what little conflict there is, is eventually revealed to not even really be yeah. that conflict. Like the cat, just... The cat who, when you're first watching it, it's very easy, and I think it's the movie's intent, yeah. to make you seem like it's the antagonist. It's going and, like, opening these doors to release the worm. And again, spoilers, but it's not. Yeah. The cat is going to, is leading them to doors that are open so they can close them. Yeah, and the cat, even though it sounds like a kind of psychotic toddler... Um, all, it's all... just a regular yeah. talk. <laughs> uh, Daijin just wants to be Suzume's cat. Daijin loves Suzume and likes that Suzume was nice to him. And, and so that's it. That, that's it. He's also kind of jealous of Soda. Um, Which because... is where that kind of uh, animosity comes from. Yeah. But other than that. Um, it, I will say that there are a couple chase scenes where it's just Chairboy chasing the cat especially in crowded areas where everyone's like what the fuck one time just in the middle of the street and cars got to swerve out of the way of a chair pinning a cat to the ground <laughs> the, the, you know so does pinning him and he's like why are you doing this who are you and it's you, a you need to go back to being the keystone Desperate about the fact well, that he doesn't want to die well yeah it's it's revealed kind of piecemeal throughout the movie that this is kind of just like a side gig for Soda. Yeah. He's he's mostly a regular guy who's training to be a teacher. Yeah, just like us. Yeah, whoa. whoa. <laughs> it had to have been a lady who picked her up off that bus stop. Because every alarm bell in every lady's body would be blaring, do not get in that car. <laughs> I don't care if he's got his kids in the back seat. Do not get in yeah, that car. Even if he might just be a good guy, then, you know, no. you just wouldn't. You I, don't I risk wouldn't. it. Yeah. Um, um, but so. because it was a lady in the car, Susan was like, "Yeah, okay, okay, whatever." <laughs> Which, like, hey, ladies um, could be serial killers no, too. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the 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 uh, 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 women get it done. Yeah, girls get it done. Um, I don't have any names that pop up in my head, but there's probably some of them. Hashtag her too. Her too. Correct. She can too. <laughs> women can do anything, including being serial killers. <laughs> So, um, if, if you guys were like, oh my god, there's a big chunk missing, Adam's computer got off so Yep. We don't know. His computer's like, at this point, like six years old. It happens. It does its job. It, it's fine. Um, but yeah, um, Suzume gets picked up by a... By this by, lady, by, by his a, mom. By a mom and her kids, who are very cute. The kids are very cute. They're very angry they're, they're kids. They're very angry kids. And like... The mom asks Suzume to watch her kids. Well, first they go to McDonald's. Oh, yeah, they do go to McDonald's. Where this mom buys her a sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go buys to her a burger. Yeah, and these, these kids are stacking their trash on poor Soda, who's in the backseat. Who they suspect chair. is alive. Yeah. Because every time their children spill some, or are about to spill something, it moves to fix it so yeah. they don't spill. And then the kids are like, wait a fucking sec. Um, wait a minute. But yeah, then after that, she's like, oh, man. Where am I going to leave the kids? Their daycare is closed. And then she just looks at this young, stranger, strange yeah. woman 
that is in her car and is like, you can watch my children. Like, in my house. Yes. Here's my house. Stay in my house, isn't it? Watch my children. To be fair, she's just downstairs. Look, that's... Because they live above her place of work, yeah. which is a bar. Yeah. Um, so, she's not that reckless with her kids. But, right. uh, as anybody who has a weird uncle can tell you, bad stuff can happen even when your parents are in the same house. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I don't know if I would have been that trusting with a random person I picked up either. off the side of the road. But she is, and apparently it works out, because they also put it to work. Yeah. They're like, you can clean all of the bar glasses. Get ice for you know, us, uh, sing songs, yeah. pour drinks. Yeah. Um, but you get to sleep here. Which, hey, there are worse no, deals. No, yeah. Susan May at one point gets up out of her normal chair, wanting to include soda. In yeah, he, and then... he's getting real sad because he's a chair and not allowed to have yeah. any human interaction. Um, and she wanting to help him. <laughs> moves the chair to the table so he can be included in the... Because he's trying to hide that he's a living chair because yeah. he doesn't want to freak people out. Yeah. So, yeah, she pretends he's a regular chair, moves him over, and then sits on his chair face. <laughs> <laughs> she just sits on him. And, like... And, and the movie knows what it's doing because he goes, oh, 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 all anime style. <laughs> and, like, they do show at the very end of the movie, like, Soda's perspective of the adventure and it shows a bunch of pov shots including one of her oh, feet yeah um and well now we just know what kind of guy he yeah is. and he did the movie cleverly didn't include the part where she sat on his face well no um, that's what so, i'm saying yeah. we just get to see what kind of what he's into yeah he does oh, when, he's, when it's yeah, flashing yeah, back yeah, yeah, yeah. he Maybe. doesn't care about her her behind on his face but her feet on his face yeah, that's whoa okay. <laughs> that he that he committed to memory <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, so they do their thing. Uh, there's actually, um, there's a really good, especially in the action of this movie, because uh, you, you would think the idea of, oh yeah, we just need to find broken down doors and close them would be pretty boring, yeah. but it's not. They do a really clever thing of upping the ante each time in a way that feels like it it works narratively but right. also it's internally consistent right um because the first one is just a door a that door. they need to close right. that's fine the second one they need to close is the one that's on the ferris wheel right which at a certain point all of the lights turn back on and it starts moving yeah which uh just kind of heightens the tension in the in the act it's a good climax or not a climax because it's still climax of the that it's a good action yeah, scene good action scene um, cause it, it's moving and there's a lot of like, like, she's like looking into the ever after and wanting to find her mom. So she's like walking and doesn't know where she is. She might walk right off of it. Right. There's a lot of really cool work in this movie of like doing essentially the same thing, but putting in enough wrinkles that feel like, yeah, it makes sense that they're like. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That, that I'm not bored. Right. Especially the last one where the door was like in a train like tunnel. Right. Where like there are moving trains in there, so it's like how the fuck are we even close this door? And, Which they uh, don't. Yeah, at first they're like, how do we even get down there yeah. to close that door? Um, and they don't. And they the worm don't. gets out, and it's about to level Tokyo, yeah. um, like Godzilla. And then Suzume sacrifices, well, Soda asks her to. Well, no. No, actually. No, actually, he dies before. Yeah, he, yeah. he stops talking long before he gets to make that heroic sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. Um, he just turns He just turns it. to, I think, ice or maybe stone, yeah. crystal. Um, An ice chair. And uh, uh, Daijin, the cat, is the one who's like, you need to use him to kill this thing. Or all of Tokyo dies. <laughs> um, and she doesn't want to, because she's aware that that'll be sealing him in the afterlife. Yeah, she but loves him at this point. What other choice did she yeah, have? Yeah, it was either um, not put this frozen chair in this, in this thing um, and kill a bunch of people, or kill this dude that, you know, she likes and have been traveling with, and then save millions of people. Right, and, and like, even, if you really think about it, even if she had chosen not to do that, it's not like he would have stopped being yeah. an ice chair. Yeah. He still would have been gone. Yeah. So, like, it was kind of her only option at that point. It was sad. Um, and, uh, I could easily see, um, a version of this movie where it ends right there. Right. Really focus on how sad it is. And she sealed him up. And that's it. That's the end of the movie. And then she becomes the new person. Right. She becomes the new closer kind of in his memory. But no, what I actually like about this movie is they go beyond that. After that, which is essentially like the climax of the film until we get the real climax. Right. Of the film. But at that point, that's essentially the climax. Um, she, in what would be the epilogue, she's like, no, fuck that. I'm going to go get him back. Yeah. She, she on her own, is like, no, this is not falling action. More action, please. No, we're go I'm gonna go save my chair boyfriend. Um, she so she's she's on a mission to go save him. Uh, eventually, this coincides with uh his the chair guy's actual friend from Tokyo, who's also a teacher in training, finding her and being like, hey, where's my friend? You know where he is, so Let's I'm go gonna go help him. you go find him. Uh, and, like, at the same time, her aunt, who who is the one who raised her after her mom died, um, 
comes to Tokyo and is like, there you fucking are. Which, like, also... You're a teenager. Yeah. You should not have been on your own traveling to Tokyo. Poor lady. Oh, by yeah. By the way, Tamaki, I think her name was. She, like, Suzume was gone for days, did not tell her oh, Barely told her anything. Yeah. First lied and was like, I'm at my friend's house. And then was like, I'm going on an impromptu vacation. Like, across the country, yeah. Like, if I were Tamaki, I'd be fucking... Oh, yeah, and she is. Yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, like, Suzume doesn't even... Because at a certain point, the aunt is just like, well, at least tell me where you're sleeping tonight. Yeah. And sometimes she doesn't even tell her that. Yeah, she's like, well, fuck, my my kid might just be sleeping in a ditch somewhere. Right, and she's she's rightfully losing her mind over it. So she tracks her down and comes and finds her. And is rightfully upset. She, like a teenager, is like, no, I gotta go do this, and jumps into... A to her, yeah, car. to her aunt, a random guy's car. Yeah, and even to Suzume, he he is, he is so he is Soda's friend, but he is he's also just a random. He's dude. a random guy. Suzume knows Soda more than she knows this guy. And to be fair, she also barely knows Soda. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so she jumps in, and uh, her her aunt, who is her guardian, also jumps into the car. <laughs> and is like, fine, if you're leaving, I'm going too. Yeah. And they embarked on like a seven hour road trip. With this guy. With some random fucking guy who <laughs> smokes cigarettes and listens to music in the car while singing along in a very tense and awkward situation. Yeah. He takes that like a champ for how awkward it is. <laughs> like they're in they're some late some girl he doesn't know who he knows lied to him but might know where his friend is. And also her aunt. And also her aunt who is pissed at her. Yeah. And he's just like Singing along to fucking Japanese songs as he's sitting in the car, just like yeah, which are Shazamable. By yeah, the they way. were apparently real songs. Then yeah. uh, they, I, I do like that this film, and uh, now it makes even more sense, is set in the modern day, yeah. set in 2022, where they're using Spotify to listen to music and they go to McDonald's to eat. Like uh, they're still experiencing COVID. Right, right. Now. It's. Um, she still has to wear a mask when she gets onto a, a bullet train. Yeah. It's cool. I actually really appreciate that. I think that's cool. Um, but yeah, so they embarked on this crazy road trip, even though she falls asleep nearly instantly. <laughs> and they, they, t- they do talk about like, Hey, couldn't we just turn around yeah, and like go back? But he's like, no, my friend is still missing. The chair is like, don't just tell him I'm not here. I owe, I owe him money. <laughs> And it's like, okay. And then he's like, yeah, he owes me money. We're going to go find him. But didn't he say like 200,000 yen? Two, yeah, something like that. It was that like, that's, I think, what, $2,000? I have no clue the conversion of yen to, to dollars. I know 100 yen is like the equivalent to $1. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, then, yeah, I guess you would just divide by 100. Yeah. So if he said 200,000, that would yeah. be about two grand. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they embark on this. Um, there's a part that is, I guess, unexplained now that I'm thinking about it, where, um, at, like, a rest stop, her aunt comes out and says some really harsh things to her. To, like, I guess make her stop going on this quest. She just says some, like, really harsh things to her. And then, uh, it's revealed that, like, that's not actually, like, her saying she's being controlled by something. Malice. Yeah. She then passes out, and they wake her up, and she's like, why did I say those things? What the fuck? <laughs> uh, and she, like, runs off, and she's genuinely really sad. She's like, why did I say those things? I think I'm going insane. And it was another cat. 
Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Was it another cat? Because the cat eventually is like a good white one, and I think the other one's like a bigger black cat. Right. Who I I forgot the name of the other one. I think it was Um, like something dice. Yeah. Was like on top of it. Yeah. Um. Who. At first, we were like, okay, that's the evil guy. But then apparently wasn't. And yeah, so, but, were, but were they the one making... Maybe the influence of them just being there caused some or something? I, I have no, no clue, clue, actually. Because immediately, my first thought was it's the cat. Especially when Daijin then leaps off and attacks the cat, and then it stops. Yeah. But then that cat is just cool for the rest of the movie. Yeah. And it's like, okay, if the cat's cool, why did it make her say those things? Yeah, yeah if, the, this new, if this new cat is, like, cool... Like, why'd why did you do that? Yeah, why'd she never picked you up? Yeah, I wish like, I never cared I for would, you. Yeah, after your mom died and you were lost in a snowstorm, I wish I hadn't found you and took you in as my daughter. Yeah, that's fucked up. You <laughs> stole my life. Oh my god. It's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Especially once you find out that that cat's like cool. It's like, well, then why did it say all that shit? <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they keep going. Eventually, they crash dude's car. So they just run and get on a bike and, and go. Till they find uh, the door she had used when she was a kid to go into the, the Ever After and uh, look for her mom when she was a child. Yeah. They use that same door because I guess that's the only door in all of Japan that you can, as a flesh boy, go yeah. into the afterlife. The rule is that you can't go into the Ever After unless you... You're dead. Yeah. And, Except and... for this one door... That does allow it. But I think it still only allows it to people who are connected to the Ever After. Because you see her aunt's perspective when they jump through the door. And it's nothing. They go through the door and she can see the other side. She doesn't see it. So I I think you do still have to be connected. Like how Susan A is. Um, But yeah, they go in. Um, she goes and tries to get the chair out. She does, and it's a, there's a really cute moment where Daijin is like, "All right, I'll help too." And his little cat mouth is trying to also pry the chair out. <laughs> he's, uh, he's a cute. He's a cute. He gets yeah. He's very he's cute. He's very small. Um, yeah, they yank the chair out, releasing the big evil worm. Uh, and it's worm with a Y, which means dragon. And I, in the art that they have, kind of traditional Japanese art depicting what is going on when we get some exposition. The worm is drawn as like a traditional Japanese dragon. But that's not what it is. It's like this weird tendril of dark energy. (laughs) Which, hey, look, back in the day... Yeah, you would just be like, yeah, I guess that's what a dragon is. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I wish we got a little bit more into um, why they had to blot stuff out. Because there's a cool little bit where they're trying to do exposition to study it. They're like, oh, we can't. All of this page, all the important stuff has been inked out of yeah. our in these traditional closer manuals. Uh, and then later on, when Susan May finds her childhood journal, where she journals going through that door to the Ever After, she finds that she had also blotched it all out with a black crayon. Right. Which is a cool bit of like consistency in it, and it feels kind of Lovecraftian, the idea yeah. of like you saw you see something in there that is so else yeah. that you but like you can't even help it you censor your own flashbacks and dream form 
we see little yeah, just little snippets of her like fucking going ham on a black crayon. Yeah, and we were like, what is what is this? Why is she blocking it out? And then I assumed it was just PTSD. Yeah, Yeah, kids can get weird after that kind of stuff. Yeah, and then we find out she was that kind of that is the case, but of specifically being a child who went to the afterlife. Yeah, and then just block, which like again, uh, like I said this in the movie theater, um. So does Grandpa that she goes to talk to confirms that the Ever After is an afterlife. If I were Susan May, I'd be like, I gotta. I was just so now it's confirmed that we have an afterlife. It's, I think that would have fucked me up a little bit. I, I think it's been. implied that she has very little concern over her own life. Mm. Like there's a bit that they re that they recall later on in the movie where she, they're like, "Don't do that. You could die." And she's like, "I don't care if I die." Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's implied that her her trauma as a kid has made her really not that concerned with whether she lives or dies. Yeah, which which honestly makes sense. Sure. Yeah, um, and that's why I don't think the idea that there is an afterlife really matters to her all that much beyond the idea that she might. But yeah, so she go they go back to there, they go back into the afterlife, uh, and they they fight the big fucking worm. <laughs> the the black cat turns into a massive cat and fights it while. They try to set a new keystone. Which, it's kind of sad. Baijin has to turn back into a keystone, and he's kind of like, I guess he I He clearly won't... didn't want to yeah. be. Like, I guess I won't be your cat anymore, Susan. Man. I'm sorry. But and he chooses like... to turn back into the keystone, which is sad. I was like, aw, baby. But, um, yeah, then they take both of those, they seal the worm back in, and everything's hunky-dory at yeah. that point. So, that's the, the rough plot of the movie. What would you give this movie out of 10? Um, again, I like your name a little better. Sure. In terms of Makoto Shinkai films, I, I'd say this one's my second favorite. Really? Yeah. I liked the story in Weather and Weather Keys a little more. Really? I liked the the child going around okay, Japan yeah, yeah. by themselves has a lot more tension in it than Teenage. That's fair. Um, and then with the the inclusion of not just is there a supernatural threat, but there is a mundane threat. Mm. The cops, the um, the gun that is kind of present throughout yeah. the film, um, and hey, sneaky little weathering for you episode here. Um, <laughs> I think those hurt in my mm. taste. I can see that. Yeah. See that. Um, but it reminds me, a thing I read just before we started recording even, um, according to uh, Shikai himself, this film was originally going to be a love story between two women, high-profile director right. of, of Japanese animation, that they probably could have, uh, at least from what I read, done a decent amount of making uh, it more normal to see for sapphic romance uh, for the Japanese. <laughs> no audience. gay people. Yeah, which is sad. That, I yeah. think that would have been that would have been nice. Yeah, it would have um, made the movie very um, yay women rock. Yeah. Which I, I don't think is a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. And I think it also would have kind of um, made more sense in terms of Suzume's character arc. Right. Um, because her whole thing was that, um, again, she doesn't care about her life. She's going through all of these struggles. And I think that if Soda was a woman, it the whole journey might have been a good metaphor for her coming into her, her own. Becoming you know. out. Plot point that goes away pretty fast. Where um, her aunt is like, don't go out with degenerate boys. boys. Yeah. And 
you could have either done a thing where she's like, I'm not with a boy, but hiding the fact that she is with someone kind of romantically. Yeah. Or uh, the the arc could have been her aunt coming to terms with her child essentially being, being gay. gay. Yeah. Um, either way, I think that's a stronger plot point than what we got. Which, like, I don't think I'm going to address the the elephant where, like, they're closing doors. She's coming out uh, of the closet. Okay. She's got to close them so she doesn't go back in them. Okay. Maybe. Potentially. Because when you said when you said that to me at first, I was like, "Oh, the doors. Got it. Cool. Maybe. Potentially." They're locking doors. I, I don't know. Otherwise, the big phallic symbol comes <laughs> out. Because the worm looks heaps like a big, a, uh, a big energy kit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so I guess if this was a sapphic romance, it would be very on the nose of, you need to close the yonic opening, <laughs> otherwise the phallic thing will come out and ruin everything. Um, but yeah, I, I think it would have been funny, because it would have done a lot of, um, basically every single good character in the movie would have been a lady at yeah, that point, yeah. with the one exception being Soda's friend. Who's kind of a, a douchebag guy. Yeah, he's like a little weirdo, but he's kind of like a little weirdo that has no malintent. Right. So like, Although I could see a world where uh, he was he would also be a girl yeah. if if that were the case. Yeah. So I don't know, but I think it it, it would have been a more interesting yeah. movie overall. I'm I'm, I'm also a little biased because I love sapphic sap romance. Sure, and I, I think it it would have been fresh to yeah. see because you don't get a lot of that on. This kind Not of field yeah. of anime, especially with like, there's been a history, especially with with anime about fetishizing, right? Um, you know, uh, gay relationships and les lesbian relationships. It would have been nice to see a very mainstream, a very grounded, yeah, grounded uh, mainstream, right? Where it wasn't fetishy, it was just a pretty. Run of the romance. Right, and I, I think it would have been nice for Shinkai as a director, which is why I suspect he wanted to do it, yeah. to kind of grow out of his, at least at this point, pretty heteronormative film collection. Right. Your Name is about a straight romance. Yeah. Weathering for You is also about straight a straight romance. Um, and then the other movies that he's done in the past, uh, Garden, with, uh, Garden of Words, uh, heavy straight romance, albeit a little... Um, uh, 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 Teenage boy with grown adult woman. Ah, um, weird. You know, uh, again, there's he, a little bit of that yeah, in this too. Yeah. Where she's a junior in high school and he's a grad student about to become a teacher. Which I guess might I'll have to watch the sub, but um, in Japanese high school they only go up to year three in high school. So her saying junior might mean that might she's, mean that she's about to graduate which, at least four years. Older than, than her, her. which mm, not I mean the huge, biggest age gap biggest in, age in gap. film, but, but still a little uncomfortable. Yeah, but I mean like, and that I don't think making it a woman would have helped. Yeah, that I was literally about to be like, it it wouldn't have helped if you know. Yeah, still, honestly, it might have been a worse thing because it would have been feeding into a weird stereotype of. Uh, uh, LGBTQ like yeah, rumor. Yeah. Hey, by the way, if any of you think that, you can stop listening. No, yeah. To my, do this entire podcast. No, yeah. This is not Fuck a safe. You. Yeah, this is not a safe space. No. For that, yeah. You know? Um. <laughs> as two people, one of which uh, Sadie is a teacher, and the other who would like to be one. Yeah. Groomer is such a specific term for a specific thing. 
and the 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 right wing has co-opted it to mean something else. Yeah. And I dislike that heavily. Great. Um, but that's enough of that, and I think that'll do the movie. Oh, you never gave it a ten out of, uh, a oh, out of yeah. ten. Oh yeah. Um, I would give this movie a solid eight out of ten. I would. I'm inclined to agree. Um, if I think if Soda, if the if Shinkai had gone forward with his sapphic romance, I would have maybe given it a nine, just because that would have been kind of novel. Yeah, to see. and it would it does kind of suck that his work was a little censored. So I feel like if he had, um. Well, I yeah, like I think we talked about it when I read that. That's probably why Soda's hair is so long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's got. And why Soda kind of wears uh like flowing, flowing jackets. Clothes, yeah. Or it um, kind of seems like a dress for. A yeah, and I can't help but think what other aspects of the movie were changed because right. of it. So that's why. Like I'm... say the ants arc. Yeah. Who she also has a side like a B plot arc of she never gets a date and that one is never tied yeah. up. Yeah, she she's just lonely the whole movie. And I guess she, there is the guy who who's like her coworker, like a big weird kind of incel the whole yeah. movie, um, who is waiting for them after they get back. I guess it's implied that she's gonna date now, but he seems okay. He seems nice enough, right, if not yeah. a little obsessed. Yeah, but but yeah, I don't know. I think it might have just strengthened the movie's messaging as a, a little whole. bit. Yeah, which is why, like, I would have given it a higher ranking just because I feel like. The censoring made a few things seem um, a little out of place. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, yeah. And um, but yeah, it was it was it was pretty solid. It was a very enjoyable film. It was, it was very, very good. Um, the themes were not necessarily subtle, but I'm glad yeah. that they were there. I know writers who use subtext. And they're, <laughs> and they're all, all cowards. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Um, what is it? Garth Marenghi's Dark Place references. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, that'll probably do it for us today. Yeah, go um, watch the movie. It's, yeah, it's it, really I would. Cool. I suggest you watch the film. Um, if you have, uh, so, uh, do you want to talk to us about your rating of this film or how you think it would have been changed had the protagonist been gay? You can do that at our email at theatomicemail at gmail dot com. We love gay people. Yes, or perhaps <laughs> our social media accounts that come up guy because that's normally when Andrew goes does the line I just said. So oh. we go into the. Uh, social media oh, accounts, so, but so I wasn't expecting you to fill it. I was just it was a comment card when you said something. Um, or you can do that on our social media accounts, like our Instagram uh, at Atomic Android Twenty Twenty. That's how you can get a hold of Andrew. Actually, he runs that account. So if you want to be like, "Hey, asshole, why aren't you in this episode?" You can do that there. Right. Or you can go to our Twitter at Atomic Androids. I run that account. If you want to just be like, "Hey." Good job. <laughs> to me, I'll appreciate that. Um, but thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye! Bye! So what are we going to do? I don't know, you got to do something funny enough. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck! <laughs> yeah, that's the end, guys. <laughs> 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.